see right now, without LeBron, Lakers are, are struggling. Let me tell you about a team I hate, all right? I know the Dallas Cowboys fan is here, so I had to make sure he knew how much I hate this Oh, team. I'm ready. I've often said that the people who run baseball, they try very hard to ruin it. I'm from Brooklyn. I don't have a problem saying it to his face. Oh, Brooklyn. Hey, isn't he? This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Big Football Show. It's back on our Sunday routine as we took an abbreviated version, put it on Saturday. Great show. Uh, they filled in well, Chris came on and uh, of course we had Pags and Byron on uh, to kind of fill in for their, our, our regular guest host. Great job by those guys. And look guys, let's get right to it. Um, yesterday's game, uh, it was, a, uh, there was a, I thought there would be a lot of scoring in the Cleveland Houston game. It turns out that Houston did most of the scoring and for a game, I thought in bad weather where there would be a closer game than it was uh, Patrick Mahomes and his his new go to wide receiver Rice uh, put it on the, put it on the Miami Dolphins who couldn't run the ball. They didn't throw downfield like I thought they would. Uh, Tyreek Hill did get his touchdown in, but you know we'll get your thoughts going around here quick. Let me give you some stats here. Um, of course, you had uh, C.J. Stroud in the in the uh, Cleveland game threw for two hundred seventy four yards, three touchdowns. Singletary had a touchdown, sixty six yards rushing. Uh, Collins got a, a one reception for a touchdown. Flacco threw for 307 yards, but threw two big sixes, which kind of uh, uh, put the game away for uh, for Houston. Uh, Najuko, uh, again, with a big game. Great tight end. I think he's got a real good future ahead of him. So just starting with that game, guys, uh, did you think that, you know, that Texas would dominate like they did, Jim? I mean, I, I thought that Cleveland would give him a better game than that. I didn't anticipate it. I thought it'd be a closer game. But uh, to be honest with you, Flacco's been off a bar of time. By that, I mean that he's been playing well. Houston is a different team. I, I have to compliment uh, DeMarco Ryan, and he should be NFL come, uh, coach of the year for what he's done. But they're a unique team because they play good defense. And here's the thing. They drafted high for, what, the last three or four years. And they've made good draft picks, if you look at that. And that's helped them become the team because you got a all-pro offensive tackle in Larry Tunsil. You got Devin Singletary from Buffalo who helped them out yesterday. You got Will Anderson on defense. You got Barnett from Philadelphia. And they have pieces. And I didn't realize these pieces would come together this fast. And then you got to give – Bobby Sloak, uh, he his father was on – he was a coach on our Super Bowl teams, and he's done a tremendous job. Okay. So, Sonia, um, you know, looking at that game, uh, you know, this kid, C.J. Stroud, is, is already a veteran. I said this before the, the playoffs started. He starts off as a rookie. He, he really is a veteran out there right now. He's he's accurate. He's accurate under pressure. He moves well in the pocket. Uh, he really didn't have to run that much 
yesterday against the Browns. Miles Garrett was very frustrated when the game was over. Uh, you know, and everybody says, well, learn from this experience. To me, I, I, I don't know what you learn from that, except that you're not good as the Houston Texans. What are your thoughts? Unmute yourself. Uh, unmute yourself. There you go. Can you? Didn't realize I was still muted from the theme song. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, so my thoughts were spot on from the time I actually picked them to win in, the, in our pickums um, because I felt like it would be um, rookie versus veteran to a degree, but sometimes youth kind of wins out. Uh, Flacco showed us basically a glimpse of his former self, even though um, I actually did think he was going to be more formidable coming back, and he was enough to get the team to the playoffs, but definitely not enough to secure the win. There's in all honesty, there's just um, it's going to be difficult to stop that team. I think that C.J. Stroud is literally on fire when you combine him with D'Amico Ryan's. They are a combination that is going to be um, hard to stop. I even um, thought last night perhaps they may, if given a chance, give Baltimore a run for their money. So you just never know because right. they are really looking good right now. Good morning to Rick. How you doing today? Glad you could join us. Good morning, so, Jack, Rick. I mean, morning, all along, Jack, you've been saying that Flacco is not the, is not the, not the, the guy everybody thinks he is, that he would eventually, uh, you know, do what he did when he played with the Jets. And, and, and that. So uh, what are your thoughts? Flacco done with the Cleveland Browns? But no, I mean, Flacco could still be a competent backup somewhere, but these backups, Seldom pan out in the long term. Once in a while, you catch lightning in the bottle, like when the Cowboys drafted Dak Prescott in the fourth round. No one thought he was going to replace Tony Romo. And he and Romo got injured, and Prescott went on a big run. That happens once in a while. But we sort of bested Joe Flacco long enough. The different type of interceptions, those two pick sixes are completely on Joe Flacco. Those were awful throws. Just think of it. Yeah. 14 like, points he basically handed over. And the touted Cleveland defense, I mean, the tackling was awful, guys getting open. What exactly happened defensively to them? I mean, I don't understand Cleveland's defensive effort because it didn't parallel the way they performed during the season. Well, it is. they did say that Cleveland away's defense is way worse than it is at home. And I don't think the first uh, throw by Flacco was his fault. He was getting hit. He was trying to throw the ball away. He couldn't get enough mustard on it to get the ball out of bounds. It was a lollipop, Mac. It was a lollipop. Yeah, but the second yeah, one was hit. his fault. He stared down the receiver. It was all, yeah. He yeah, jumped. That was he jumped so you're right, when, you're right on that second one, Jack. That was, as Jim said. He was and then the to right Jack's receiver. point, I disagree with it. Some backups like Hostetler for the Giants. He came in and he won. He helped them win. And then, you know, Baltimore, yeah. uh, they had, there's been backups that have come in. You think about how Nick Foles yeah. pulled in and he took the Eagles all the way. Exactly. So you just, you yeah, literally Tom, never know. Tom Brady. Tom Brady takes Tom Brady. over the blood cell. Well, no, 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 Brady's not a backup per se. Come on. I mean, I'm but he was at that point. He was. Wow. You can't change that. They can win to a point. Jeff Hostetler did it with a great running game where they took time yeah. off the clock. 
I mean, low-scoring games. He played to the game. He did an excellent job. But he wasn't going to be the long-term answer to Giants. Well, well, you know, one thing that Cleveland was hurt, no one mentions the man who was on the sideline who couldn't play, Deshaun Watson. Had Deshaun Watson not gotten hurt, had been able to shed the rust, played the rest of the way for Cleveland, you don't know what position Cleveland would have been going into this game because Deshaun Watson is – and elite quarterback who just needs a chance to regroup he, and get back to his He was an elite quarterback. We still got to find out about him as he hasn't really played for the last two years. Yeah, you know, I, it, it, you know, I was helped same, Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see. But he was at Texans. He was an elite quarterback. So, so let's get into the second game, guys. Uh, Miami at Kansas City. I picked Miami's. It's so did Jack. You know, you know where I found out. What what I started getting worried was in pregame, and pregame they're all hyped up, they're talking a lot of stuff, they're all, all excited, they don't have their shirts on. I mean, you know, uh, long sleeve shirts on anyway. And I started getting nervous. Kansas City's not celebrating; they're getting ready to play the game. And you know, it kind of rem- reminds me of Jack. You might remember this. Remember what I, I forget what Minnesota Vikings said this. But he said every team, when they had an outdoor stadium, every team that came in, the guys were all pumped up. They weren't wearing shirts. They're all ready to play football. And as soon as they got hit, that was it. They didn't want no more of the game. And I'm not sure. I might have been Alan Page. It, been, it was D. Been, I think it was D. Yeah. It's like yeah, the Dolphins were trying to convince themselves, no, this weather's not going to affect us. You know, it, it's like. One after the other was going up each guy to himself. And you're right, and the Chiefs were all about business. They were all focused. And the Dolphins, you know, just seemed distracted. They were like cheer. One team was cheerleading. The other team was taking a professional approach. But you're right. right. You know these are professionals. But the problem is it's a mental thing because what did you think Kansas City did? When they came out, they put the temperature out there. It's whatever, zero or minus five or whatever. And that gets in your head. So you're a visiting team. And especially if you're from Miami, where you just left 75 degree weather, you think, wait, it's not cold. cold." I'll never forget, we played the New York Giants. And it was 125 degrees on the field. And I said, these guys are going to wilt. We wilted. Because they ran the ball. (laughs) I like Michael Strahan, the attitude he had before the Giants played that big playoff game in Green Bay, about zero degrees. He says you have to be in it. You may as well win it. Yep, I agree. I feel like how can you not even consider the weather as a factor with it being so absolutely contrastually different with almost, like you said, 80 degrees and almost negative 80 degrees Physically, you have to at least consider that. And for them to come out there, I guess they thought that their mental was just going to overdo it. But even when people come to Miami, they put the visiting side in the sun, in the heat. That's right. And That's so, you know, it's it's kind of like when you dish it out, you got to be willing to take it back to the extreme in this situation. But we got games being canceled because of blizzards. But then the temperatures, I just, I felt like it was really extreme for them to be playing in those temperatures yeah. to begin with. And and I, the NFL's got to do something. Games no, shouldn't be played in this type of weather. No, no, no. They right. can. Thank you. I knew Jim was going to come to the game. It's just, you can deal with that. Negative 21. Negative 
then choose another sport to go into. That's football. <laughs> play That's basketball, Jack. Play, yeah, play, play basketball. Play somewhere else. If you don't want to do that, you, you know what you're in for, especially when you get drafted by teams. But sports stadium is closed in. The the, the Lions' ears are closed in. Good for them. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad Minnesota's is too. And then again, they haven't gone to the Super Bowl since they have left. I mean, we do, everything uh, yeah, we do we is now is for the fans to be obviously comfortable. But you look back in the history of football and some of those games, like you mentioned, Minnesota. I've been in games in Buffalo where it's been brutal because you're on that uh, east side of the lake and you get that lake effect snow, you know. So. And, and, and Jim, I mean, being a team, you want that advantage in the playoffs. So once you, you really take do. that advantage away, it becomes equal. And, you know, even if you have a team that's not as talented, you got a good shot at beating them just because that other team doesn't play in the weather. So right. I don't think I don't think there are teams out there that will ever put a dawn. I don't think Chicago will ever put a, 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 a ceiling on that uh, stadium. I don't think Green Bay's ever going to do that. I, I just don't think that's going to happen. I hope Jim, uh, Jim, do they practice indoors or outdoors? Buffalo? This type of weather. They yeah, but please, were they indoors or outdoors? Having they have practice? an indoor facility, and on Friday they go outdoors because it's not basically a glorified walkthrough. So they do have an indoor right next to the facility or to the stadium. So did they get a head start on Miami like an extra day to Chiefs in brutally cold weather to practice? No, they well, they actually do. They yeah, they could, but um it's such an intense rivalry. Miami um and Buffalo, when uh Mark Levy came in there, that was his big thing. And Miami's always been the enemy for them for Buffalo and teams like that. Now it's gonna be KC when KC comes in. I'm Mac, and I just want to give kudos to my co-host on Glove Fist, Frank Leturzo, a big football fan, a big Dolphins fan. He said a few weeks ago when the Dolphins were riding high, they looked like a Super Bowl threat. He said they'll crash. They always do. They're no threat at all. They'll completely fall apart. But here's the Leturzo thing, nailed it. And I, I picked Miami, too. And the reason is what happened to Miami is injuries at the end of the season. And I keep saying this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. That's why I didn't pick them. The healthiest teams are normally the ones. Everyone has injuries. Dallas. They were actually they were actually pulling. They were pulling people off the streets to to get them into that game last night. From that day to to the game, which was which was which is ridiculous. But that's what happened with Miami. Miami, their defense was just torn apart. It was it was really. It, it, it was really devastating to him. And and Rick's talking about the, the King. I guess he's talking about Patrick Mahomes. You have to take it away. No, no, no. I he's saying with. that the Kansas City Chiefs are the champions. And the question is, yeah. did his stock go down substantially? We talk about the difference between game managers and game <laughs> changers. And is Tua now considered more or less a glorified game manager based on his performance? TD, I picked... Um, I picked the Texans. Um, in my, on here, I'm two and zero. Well, well, the advice and yeah, <laughs> he Mac is hinting that the, that Houston is the Texas team now. They're the real Texas team, not the Cowboys. That's what oh. Mac is hinting. Oh, really? Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Really? Sure, I, I don't know what. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I I don't know what the heck Jack's talking about right now. How many rings do the Texans have? 
You would just yes. brag if you have them beating the Ravens if they play them in the next round. Ooh, the Texans, no, they here's, here's the problem. I, with the I think. Listen, I think. I think there's that something wrong with the shot. Whenever, whenever Jackson gets in the playoffs, something happens. He could be the MVP oh. every year if he wants. When he gets in the playoffs, something happens to Jackson. Hey, he takes it. too much. First of all, he takes he takes too much, Jim. He puts too much on himself. He puts too much pressure on himself. And I don't think that he can change. I think you don't, as a leopard, you can't change your spots. When he gets in the playoffs, he's <laughs> gonna try it again. He's gonna run with the ball. He's not gonna, he's not gonna throw the way he's been throwing. You'll see. You'll see. Overhyped. 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 He is not overhyped. He is a unique player. And this he is, is now. Yes, he looks. He always has. Well, but Mac is saying when the playoffs. Okay, let's let's bring you back on Lamar Jackson. When he sat in that room, yes, he thought he was going to get drafted in the first round, and he sat there and he proved a lot of people wrong. Yeah, he proved a lot well, of he, people wrong. I like well, him. He had, well, he's only won one like playoff him. game. Wait, 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 you forget. He he entered the playoffs replacing Joe Flacco in a playoff game. Flacco has been the start of the year, Super Bowl winning quarterback. The Ravens, they summoned Lamar Jackson off the bench and he nearly pulled the game out. Nearly. You know, and Joe Flacco was, was a rookie. He didn't he didn't have first team reps. Nearly is the championship. If he just makes a championship, I'll take it all back. But let's see if he can do that okay. first. Before I think he's he good. good. I don't think he'll win the championship because I know he's going to win the championship, but I think he's pretty good. Well, who? What if the Texans the upset them? Sure. We'll talk about that later. What if the Texans, the Texans upset will, them? The Texans, mark my words, Texans beat. Wait, 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 what's happening? Well, I'm just, I'm telling you what's going to happen. So this is one of Jim's new friends that that show up at his, yeah, at his show. She works, she works for the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't know what she does there for the Cowboys. She's security on the field. Me and Juanita saw her Yeah. Is she a big girl? Huh? Is she a big girl? Is she a big no. girl or is she one of those ninja girls that can, you know, well, you know. Um, she carries a big gun? Okay, well, that's, I'm that's gonna good tell enough. you this Cowboys better take care. We'll talk about it later, of course, when you bring it up, Mac. But Cowboys better yeah. take care of business against the Packers because it's going to be ugly in that stadium with it if they're filing out if they're to lose this game. I, I get Keith is at a hotel and he said he. Probably he might not get in today. I guess he's doing a Vegas thing or whatever. So I'm going to give you Keith's picks right, right, quick right now. He took Houston and Casey, so he's two and zero right now as far as uh, as far as his record goes. Uh, he's got the Rams winning, the Cowboys winning, Buffalo winning, and the Eagles winning. I don't know why he's got the Eagles winning, but uh, I don't think that's going to be a, a unanimous pick today anyway. So we'll see what happens. Green Bay knocks the Cowboys. That is the main reason. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I know Jim doesn't think that's going to happen, but we'll see what happens with Green Bay. So I want to talk a little bit about Bill Belichick since Keith is not there. Mayo is the first black coach for New England. Uh, it was in Belichick's contract. So Mayo gets the job. Uh, he doesn't. Have, they don't have to go through the interview process. 
They don't have to, uh, uh, you know, worry about getting a coach before the draft. Mayo knows all the players. They say he's halfway between Belichick and the new age coach that, um, you know, that will that will help the Patriots quickly get back together again. But they still need a quarterback, uh, guys. What are your thoughts? Mayo was not Bill Belichick's guy, Matt. Guess what, Jack? I just checked it again. He was. Belichick put it in his contract that, yes, that he, he would did. get the job. Yes, Jack. So and, you go and, back, and, back and check things out. Go ahead. And Pags just knew that it was going to be Vrabel. When Pags and I did our show the other day, Pags just knew that it was a coincidence when Belichick left that Vrabel was going to move right on over to, to the Patriots because of the connection and because he you know, used to be a Patriot, whatever. But like you said, it wasn't his contract. He also shadowed Belichick. He was like, the locker room loves him. Um, they, they've talked about the relationship he's established there. And, um, and yeah, so I was shocked about that because I didn't, it's, it's kind of like this guy came out of nowhere, but Belichick's been shaping and molding this guy all alone to be his predecessor. So here you go. Well, 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 Jim, he didn't come out of nowhere. He would play with the Patriots during the Super Bowl year. Well, I don't mean like that. I mean, I mean like for he's yeah, I mean, like, yeah, he was a linebacker who played for the Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And he's yes. only 37 okay. years so, old. So, anyway. So. He, was a, he was the linebacker coach, though. He wasn't the defensive coordinator. That is true. No, Belichick's son was. Belichick's son, yeah. son was. Well, a if you're grooming, if, if, if Bill Belichick was grooming someone to be his coach, and all logically speaking, if there was a transition, it would have been his son if he had that type of power. I don't. It would have I been a lot. Son, I don't think. I don't think his son's going. Is going to stay there, Jack. I think he's going wherever Bill, Bill goes. Yeah, wherever Belichick I, goes, I think yeah, his son, yeah. his son will end up going with him. Uh, Rick talking about, uh, you know, I guess, I guess Tahada. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, she's in he better did. shape than Big Tom. Rick will not let that go. Rick messages me about Pags and Big Tom. So anyway. You know, Rick makes the point. Notice Diego started going downhill when Big Dom got suspended yep. by the league. Yep. That was their mascot. He was their mascot. Yeah. Yes, there you go. So so anyway, well, so Mayo you know. does that. Uh well, any any clue, any idea to pick a team where Belichick will go to. I know we've done this uh, before, but it's a little bit later. Has any, has any team changed? Jim, I think you said he might go to Atlanta. Was that what you were saying? Yeah. That, that, they said right, yesterday so we, the Panthers were interested in Belichick. I don't think I tell you something. I'm telling you, it came up. Yeah, I think it yes. would. I think they're interested, but Atlanta seems like a more likely choice. Because all maybe, the maybe because of the owner Arthur Blank is very tolerant and let Belichick maybe exactly. run the show. I owe Mac an apology, kind of, because when he mentioned Nick Sirianni conceivably could be in danger at the end of the year, if they lose to Tampa Bay, Sirianni apparently lost control of the team. If Belichick went to the Eagles, that's his quickest path to break the Shula's yeah. record. Because he could go down I next agree. year, win, win like 11 games. So in two seasons, he gets it done. If he goes elsewhere like Atlanta, it might take him an extra year. Plus, Philadelphia is on the East Coast. And he could straighten out that defense. He could straighten out guys like Jalen Carter, who got off to a good start and then slowed down. 
veteran players like Fletcher Cox he could relate to. I mean, that could be a very nice landing spot for him. Mm-hmm. Listen, I think the Eagles would be his first choice, but the Chargers are still there. I agree with Rick. That's still a viable. He's got a quarterback in the Eagles. He's got a quarterback with the Chargers. Atlanta, they still don't have a quarterback, and that's the only and the thing. the commanders off the table because they hired a GM. Yeah. They would not hire the GM and then interviewed Belichick. They would have waited for Belichick for the commanders who I thought he might go to off the table. Let's talk a little. Let's talk a little bit about the college, uh, the college hiring of the former Washington head coach to Alabama, Dobear. Uh, You know, he 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 was very emotional leaving his team. He said this would be the only job he would leave his team for to coach at Alabama. My question to you guys are, is, you know, they already won. Uh, Alabama wide receiver already went in the portal. This kind of slows that down, I think, you know, that they got a, a high-quality, high-profile coach there, kind of stops the bleeding. My question to you guys is uh, Penix, and I've been bringing this up, Penix, Penix declared for the NFL. He can rescind that. Do you think that, that Penix Jr. decides to rescind that and go with his coach to Alabama and become the starting quarterback for Alabama, maybe get to the national championship? Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Penix, um, ex, um, he's his uh, eligibility is expired because he remember he came. He was two or three years at Indiana before he went to Washington. But he still can extend, Jim. I mean, he can uh, according yeah, to he can what extend this time, I believe he can extend. They just gave somebody seven years. Definitely... Somebody just had seven years. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. but I don't so think I he would. Yeah, yeah. What I don't understand some of the rules. There's one quarterback who's starting his seventh year. Isn't college supposed to be a four-year thing? I, I don't get, get it. How no, I, I agree with you. Jack, I think yeah. it's because of COVID. Yeah. yeah, they gave him three years or something like that for the pandemic. So that that adds in, I guess, the four plus the three would be. Let me tell you, a, big, a bigger question: If you need a college quarterback, yours at Texas. Is he going to declare for the draft? No, he already said he's coming back. He's coming back. Now, what are they going to do in regards to Manning? Arch Manning. If I'm yours, the first slip up he has, he's going to be out much the same way Jalen Hurts was with two awaiting in the wings. Yours has to be lights out to keep that job. See, I I, I think that Manning's fine. I think Manning not for two years, not sitting for two years. I disagree. I disagree. He's getting he's he'll be fine, and I think he likes being in. If you've ever been to Austin, it is a great college town, and I think he's enjoying his time in Austin. I really do. Well, back to back to Penix Jr. because I want to bring this home. His stock to me, a lot of people saying his stock went up. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. I don't think it did. I think it went down a little bit. If he yeah. goes there and wins a national championship, maybe wins the Heisman. I mean, that's that's maybe the first uh, pick of the draft, right, Sonia? I mean, wouldn't he be the first pick of the draft if he could do this? I yeah, definitely. I if I was him, I probably would rescind the NFL order, um, declaring for the NFL, especially because we know his stock went down when we saw how he played, the injuries that have come out, you know, within the time. I feel like um, with the whole NIL thing right now, he could almost be still making money while he's there. Go ahead, go with his coach, get the Heisman. That's even bigger than going into the draft at this point, in my opinion. 
And I don't see him as a high first round draft pick. No, I, he I don't. You got to remember, this guy's had two shoulder injuries, and right. he's had, uh, had two ACLs. Yep, four quadrants so, in his body. He all in the has been, yeah, he's a left hander. He might, and, he might. A, and that hurts. I'm not saying the, I like the kid, but yeah. maybe Michigan exposed some things that we didn't take into consideration. I could see but, him being another Malik Willis falling to the third round. I could really see that. What, what Michigan? What Michigan exposed is that that award-winning offensive line is not an award-winning offensive line. That's what Michigan exposed during that game. So, uh, anyways, uh, there was a there was a huge argument that I started, uh, especially with the Buffalo Bills. I want to get you guys' thoughts on this, right? So, I you know the Bills, the Bills, of course they they moved their game to Monday. They got they got the blizzard <laughs> going on, and, and I get that, right? So, so, so I I get it. But it seemed the Bill fans were making like light of what the Chiefs in Miami were playing in, and I wasn't having any of that. I was they were saying, well, you know, people die going to Buffalo, workers are gonna die, players are gonna everybody's dying because they're gonna try and make the game, the fans. But yet they're like, it's no big deal that you get a frostbit and that you know you, you may lose a couple fingers as a fan or a or a or a coach or a player. Wow. Going to Miami. So I had some fun. I think I got kicked out of the Bills babes uh uh Group, you know, I'm still in the Bills Mafia. Thank you, Bills Mafia. But anyway, what do you guys think? I mean, I mean, the weather both places are really was really bad. Uh, and and you know, I I don't know whether they should have played the game in in, in Kansas City or not. I saw where uh, Mahomes' helmet got broke. It was so cold over there, and you know, it it, it it was dangerous for both teams. Not that I don't think either team could have played for, in some way or fashion. Maybe they could have. Maybe they should have. I don't know. And I still think Peacock is the major reason why Kansas City and Miami played. That all, all American dollar, uh, all the views that they were going to get, and, and I, that's what happened. Jack, what do you think of, of, of my argument with the Buffalo Buffalo Bills? Well, you know, you make a great point that I didn't hear anyone mention with Peacock. Let's say the game in Buffalo was scheduled for last night. Uh, would they have moved it to Monday if it was on Peacock? Because their audience was geared towards Saturday night, and they had invested so much in it. I mean, that's thought-provoking. Uh, but what, what, what was your question beyond that, Mac? I lost my train. <laughs> don't you think? Don't you think? Don't you think that there was, you know, a chance of injury and in, in, in both games? I mean, you know, all any, the time, all the, you know, it, it's how, it's not so much how cold it is compared to how the field is. I mean, think of Kansas City with four field goals made. I mean, that football's got to be like ice to kick it. I mean, I kind of wonder how, how you know, how to kick a foot field, how to kick a dread, knowing, uh, you know, on contact with the ball, how his foot's going to feel, how he takes it up. Oh my goodness! Wrong show to have Jim on with, with that kind of correlation. Jim, when he was a player. Jim could shut off. He didn't have to rush to pass as hard. He could back off. He didn't have to taste the ground as much as he didn't want to. But running backs do. They got to get tackled. Okay? So Jim didn't get the full effect of like a frozen field when he played. I did. 
Jack. Mm. You didn't have to. You could have avoided it during the game. Yes. But, you know, certain position players can't, receivers can't, the quarterback can't. <laughs> Jack, I grew up on the Jersey Shore. We went to the uh, championship games almost every year. So I did play in cold water. It's I, windy I, there. You were used to the wind, Jim. The oh wind. That's a difference. Jack, I played on it where there was no grass left. I didn't complain. It's too cold. I'm not going to go out there and play. I'm going to get frosted. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, listen, I, I, it's a part of the game, Jack. That is yeah, football. Yeah, it is. It is. Like, and snow is like snow. And snow yeah. is snow. No, no, but no. Certain things. The wind is blizzard. part of the game. Fog is part of the game. But you can't no, have it like like zero degrees. You agree with me, right, Sonia? You can't have it like zero degrees and the turf is frozen. Any mustache got frozen. I don't want to say anything anymore because I already got checked by Jim on that, but and he's the expert. So even though I feel that way, I've never played again. What do you mean, Jim? I mean, Jim, I understand. Jim has experienced that you know. It's more yeah. uncomfortable for the fans than the players. And that's the truth. But isn't that. it a game? Isn't it an entertainment entity? And to make all those fans go and sit there through that? Yeah, that is don't don't I mean, they have that choice. You know, yeah, they, they have, have they make it up, right? Jack, you I saw go or no. with no shirts on in Buffalo. Yeah. I thought these and, guys. It was so bad yesterday. I was driving back from um, my nephew's party at the beach, and I was—it's like a four-hour drive for me. And Peacock was—I have Direct TV stream, and I have Peacock already for The Office, my favorite comedy show. But they were steadily pop-ups coming on. Hey, get this discounted now! You don't want to miss the game. I mean, all these discounts just for this game. So y'all are right. Like, regardless, this game was going to go for it if it was only just the team out there. That's, they were going to make sure this game I, was That's weird. what I think. That's exactly what I think happened. I think Peacock said, you know, we paid for this game. We're going to we're going to we're going to show this game. I, I, I know a lot of it was not snowing. It was wind oh, and uh, cold. Wind right, and cold right. doesn't affect you as if you remember uh the Giants game in Chicago where the yeah. wind was right uh in the cold but and I played in Chicago when it was cold. I played Jack. I played the whole game. I didn't just rush the quarterback. You get used to those things. Did you ever play in Shea Stadium by any chance? Jack, I'm not that. I only time I went to Shea Stadium is to see the Mets. Okay, no, no, no. That wasn't that Shea Stadium was an open stadium, and it would affect Joe Namath. When I went to a playoff game against the Chiefs, he'd throw the ball into the wind. The ball would keep dying out. The wind, I could understand. That's part of football. You adjust to those elements. I can understand it's a cold day, 25, 30 degrees. But when you get to zero degrees and it's windy, it's negative. Yeah. Jim's Rick not that old. Jack likes the participation trophy. But what is Rick watching? Rick watches all the you games on TV. But hey, um, honestly, I know um, he's at the, yeah, he's it's just I look at you. Listen, listen, you know, football is an outdoor game, and we all know it. Uh, baseball, even in early, it's cold, and they're they're out there yeah. playing ball, whether it stings when they hit the ball, the ball or not. I mean, that's that's just part of 
uh, football, you know, and basketball, as, as Jim said, that's in, indoors and that's where it's meant to be played. So uh, anyway, so so let's 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 get a little bit to, to uh, a, a couple of big stories. Uh, Miami's uh, my now. Nobody's talked about this yet, so I'm going to mention one of the big stories out of Miami is that their head coach didn't wear sandals during the game. And again, I knew Miami was in trouble, uh, uh, you know, when he wasn't out there in his sandals and his and his high high water pants and stuff. I knew right and then that Miami glasses. was. Fine. You want to hear something funny? Yeah. you know where he's from, don't you? He's from no. Colorado. He's from Denver, Colorado. Well, he came from the 49ers. So he's over enjoying. He's over enjoying Miami. The let me uh, let me ask you this, Mike McDaniel's. We assume that he's going to be safe, but we assume that with Brian Flores as well. Could we get like a shock firing the way Miami fell apart? Uh, we didn't expect Pete Carroll to be let go. Mike, he be the next surprise candidate let go. I would. They wound up being. The season wound up being a disappointment for the Dolphins. It really did when all was said and done. I, I, I was just going to ask that, Jack. I mean, I, I know uh, he did a good job with Miami during the regular season, but just like Sirianni, is that good enough? And, you know, uh, you know, Miami, this is the second time they went to the playoffs and lost. So they, they, they really underachieved. I, yeah, they underachieved. And, and I thought Miami, as Jim did, I think. They blew it. I agree, but here's the thing. They this did. is a sad, sad time in professional sports. When you have guys that are 12 and five, three years in a row, and they're talking about they're not, might not be there. You have guys that taken teams that have struggled in the past and won, and now they don't always get to the thing. Andy Reid, if you remember a couple of years ago, they were saying, is he done? Andy Reid is a tremendous coach. And now they're saying Sirianni's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. He just had so much movement on his staff. That hurts in this time and day because you gotta, they got to get used to what you do and how you run the team. And this is sad I, when I, you take listen, really good coaches. Jeff, not, not that I disagree with you, but the, the, the buck stops at the head coach. He's, he's the one, whether, whether you like it or not, he's the one that bought, he's the one that put Patricia in the position he was in. He's the one that changed that, you know, the supporter. So the buck stops with, and you know, what Jack says doesn't not, not make sense. I mean, listen, no, no, I'm not saying underachieved. I'm just saying it's right. sad. they underachieved. And, and again, you know, uh, there are there are a few good coaches waiting to get a job out there, maybe better than than their head coach at Miami right now. So I don't count it out. I don't count it out right now. I, that's all I'm saying, Jim. I'd say the possibility is there. That's all I'm saying. And I, well, I think what's gonna happen? The possibility. They're talking about Mike Tomlin. And he's never had a losing season in 17 years. But Tomlin's not going to get fired. He, Tomlin's They're safe. talking about him. Mike McCarthy, if they lose to the Packers, that's going to be intriguing. Despite 12 and 5 seasons, how do you fire someone with three 12 and 5 seasons in a row? I mean, how do you do that? But then again, they've, they would have come up empty in the playoffs. And especially to lose to a Packer team, it's one thing you lose to the 49ers. But if you lose at home to the Packers with these and you do make a point, but I don't think being around Jerry Jones for most of the part uh, a long time, he just doesn't do that. He might be upset, but she, this is an interesting guy. He doesn't throw people away. If you know, look at his coaching. 
and the coaches he had, he really doesn't throw people away. And I well, think he likes what he's done. I think he likes so, yeah, Sonia, there's two sides to the that so, Sonia, there's two sides to me to Jerry Jones. One, he wants to win before he dies, right? He wants to win a Super Bowl yes. before he dies. And I think he's willing to do any. The other thing is what Jim was talking about is his loyalty. Right, he'll keep coaches around for ten years of going five hundred. I mean, if he likes you, you're going to stay there. So, Jason what do you Garrett. think? I mean, you you don't right, you don't you don't you don't have a dog in this fight. What do you think is going to ha happen if McCarthy loses to the Packers? Do they make a change? And I know him and Bill Belichick are pretty good friends. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. So that's a tough question. I feel like like he may at a minimum, have a conversation with him. To, but to lose to the Packers of all teams who, for all intensive purposes, have been up and down this entire season, I didn't think they would even make the playoffs, to be honest. Uh, we may see a different Jerry Jones. I mean, like you said, he's getting older. He wants to see a, a championship before he leaves this world. Um, I don't think he will necessarily throw McCartney away, but he may – he may try to bring in another head coach and have McCarthy in a different position. Who knows? Um, that is firing know. him, Sonia. That's like, that is firing him. I don't want to hear that. He, doesn't, he, he, could, he, could, he could demote him, but at the end of the day, uh, it, it's also going to depend on what happens with Dan Quinn. Um, there's teams out there that are in the process of being interested in um, interviewing him for a head coach position. So <laughs> anything, anything can happen right now. It's it's like, does Jerry cut him off? He probably will, because at the end of the day, he is getting older. So we may see a different Jerry Jones. And then look at what he did with Jason Garrett. We we talk about he doesn't throw people away, but Garrett was with them for a while, and now he's a college. But Garrett player. didn't win at the end. Garrett at the he end, they fell apart. Uh, let me say something about Jerry Jones that people don't realize. He's not just the owner; he's the GM. He's yeah. the GM, well, and he, he's, and if he brought him to like Belichick, he would have to treat him differently than he did Mike McCarthy. Case in point, they gave up a fourth round draft choice for Trey Lance, and reportedly they didn't even check with Mike McCarthy. They just made the deal and told Mike McCarthy after. If Belichick were there, or Bill Parcells was still there hypothetically, they wouldn't have made that move. And wait a minute, wait a minute. Then we and then Keith said that they made some moves without Belichick's stamp of approval because the owner wanted those moves to make. What, 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 what are we talking about? On uh, some positions. Uh, I think it was Zappy and. Um, no, no, I'm talking about Jerry Jones. I don't care what Robert Kraft did. Yeah, but I'm, what I'm saying, you're saying that Belichick board. couldn't put up with it. He did. I mean, Mike McCarthy went out there and had just had his appendix rupture, so he was he was at least trying to give his all. The same well, week well, he had well, the surgery, he was back on the field. I hope I open a whole can of worms here. Let's yeah. let let's let's push out because we're, we're, we're like at 15 minutes to go here. So I want you guys' opinion now. If you're the coach, Jim, of the Philadelphia Eagles, and and Brown is hurt, you know, and and Jalen hurts his finger, maybe. Really bad. He can't throw as well as he does. You got to give the ball to Swift, right? And just hope you can run run the ball all over Tampa Bay. That that would be your major. I would think so. Or you got to throw it to Goddard, and you got to use. And then you got uh, Devontae Smith is back this week. Yeah, you know, I'm not a Philly fan. We all know that. I think the guy's done a nice job. And you're gonna 
there's the toughest thing to ever do that I've ever done is be on a team that repeated winning a, uh, being they didn't win the Super Bowl but being in the Super Bowl and it is difficult to get back there because everything has to go right injuries uh team continuity and things like that and that's what I keep telling you I knew Philly was going to struggle because you can't have everything go right like it did last year and that's not saying the coach is not good that's just the reality of it I'm going to tell you, Jim, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneer players took a lie detector test, you guys think you have a good chance to go to the Super Bowl? They probably fail that lie detector test. Agree. But if they took the lie detector test, whether they could beat the Eagles this game, I think most of them would feel they really can, which means which Eagle team is going to show up? I mean, can a team just, just turn it around at can the Eagles just turn it around this week the way they've been playing? Because they're on a landslide going downhill. That is true. And I, I don't I think the Eagles have a lot of talent, but it is so hard because you got headstrong players, you got coaches that don't that they really don't understand their players yet. You they haven't been around them. So they don't know their ins and outs of these players. You're bringing them and trying to put them in. And you know. We all know A.J. Brown is headstrong. We all know that... He's uh, not playing. Darius, I know. Darius Slade is headstrong. And he had issues with Patricia in Detroit. And Guys, was, what do you do going forward if A.J. Brown is not on the sideline for this game, rooting for his team? Does he come back next year? I can't imagine him and Sirianni coming back. There's no reason A.J. Brown can't be there with his guys that's going to be interesting See, and this is what i mean time. um sirianni when he was 10 and 1 he was coach of the year everybody was yeah. talking about possibly being coach of the year now we're talking about a guy getting fired <laughs> i mean this is yeah, crazy. As, this it, is as, 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 as rick said the quick answer is is gone right now you know it what's surprises me most about the Eagles is the defensive line from last year, right? They, they, they were up there at the top, if not the top in sacks and all yes. of a sudden they've lost whatever it is. And, and, and the way they're playing their linebackers, they're, they're, they're not blitzing off the edge. Like, like they should be with Reddick and that, and, you know, is it the defensive philosophy has changed or see, this is what confuses me about the Eagles, because if you're not going to get pressure on, 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 on Baker Mayfield, who's banged up. If you're just going to go with a straight four and Tampa Bay gives them time and they lose, uh, what a mistake they may put in Patricia as a defensive uh, coordinator. Well, I, I, Jim understands this much more than I do. No matter who the defensive coordinator is, if you've got really good players, they should play well. I know the defensive coordinator, the schemes, they do make a big difference. I'm aware of that. But if you got the players, all they have to do is really show up and play hard and do their thing, and they should be able to get by. No, it doesn't. I wish it would work that way, but there are a lot of things in how the defensive coordinator structures a meeting, how he calls the plays, how the team reacts to the plays. Because it is not when you're successful, it's when you have adversity. How, do he, how does he react to adversity? Because these players look at him for leadership. And that's the thing you got to realize. I think it was a mistake, in my opinion. I know Sean to say 
uh, got demoted, I think that hurt them because now the trust factor, they don't know Matt Patricia. And Matt Patricia, they know about his history, but you got people in there that play for him that don't like him. And they brought him in, yeah. They brought him in. And then this is Shea. He came from a Chicago system, and Pac said this at the beginning of the year, that they didn't blitz that much. And they do have talent now. And like Max said, that offensive defensive line shouldn't be playing this. But you got young players, and they have to have leadership and guidance to get them. And uh, I, I know Tracy Rocker, the defensive line coach. He's a great coach. But those players have got to do it. Sometimes you got to be as a player, make other players accountable. If you don't, these things could happen, especially with guys that big. Sonia, you, you follow you follow the South a lot. Of course, the, the the Panthers and the and the Falcons are in there. Surprised that Tampa Bay is in the position they're in. And what are your thoughts about them playing uh, the Eagles? Do you think they win that game? Do you think the Eagles just on talent beat them? And what do you think about Baker Mayfield in that big game? So um, the South was a mess the entire season. It's, it was like a, a crab race to the top of the barrel to see who could just claim the division. That's the only reason why Tampa Bay is in the position they're in is because all the division was like one game apart with the exception of the Panthers. Um, just we've been in this exact same position before with the same division with our division. Um, and we usually get eliminated the first round, uh, the wild card, I should say. Um, but however, the way uh, the Eagles have been inconsistent throughout this entire season, I, I really think it, um, it, it could be an upset, to be honest with you. Um, I didn't really necessarily pick Tampa Bay to win outright um, with my picks or whatever, but I do. I wouldn't be surprised if that could be an upset. Um, Baker is playing with injured ribs, but he's known to wear compression over his ribs anyway, despite whether or not he was injured. Uh, they may just tape him down, give him a little couple of shots here and there to, you know, get deal with the pain, a couple of leave or whatever, and he should be good to go. Um, you got Mike Evans still looking amazing. Uh, Chris Godwin, you know, that team is a complete package. They should be better than what they are anyway. They definitely shouldn't have been one game um, apart from the Falcons or the Saints. Um, maybe the Saints, definitely not the Falcons. Well, Falcons um, were seven and ten, and Saints and Buccaneers went both nine and eight. But Buccaneers yeah, had yeah. yeah, so it's two two games. Sorry, I, I I got lost towards the end, Jack. My well, there was got, one game. Okay, had the Falcons won the last game, it would have been yeah. One right, game. right, right. Like they they wanted. They wanted us to eliminate Tampa so one of them could have it, and Tampa won, so it was a wrap. But nonetheless, um, I really think they could give Philadelphia a run for their money um, because of the inconsistent with inconsistency in Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts is going to have to be more on target. He's going to have to do better about um, being consistent and ball protection and just making sure that his targets are getting where they need to get to. And um, but if they have the injury, you know, with Brown or whoever is not out there that needs to be received, Smith's going to be probably targeted a lot. That's been their go to. Um, but we'll just have to see, honestly, Matt. Jim, we talked we talked about the Eagles having to run the ball. I think it's the same thing for Tampa Bay, right? The biggest weakness 
of the Eagles late in the game is if you keep running the ball and running the ball as you know as the Cardinals did, as the Giants did at the end of the game there, eventually they get tired out. And I think Tampa Bay, I think White is their is their running back, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, right. yes. He, he's a pretty strong guy and he's a pretty big guy. So uh, if they continually pound on the Eagles, maybe at the end of the game, they squeak out that win. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Their defense doesn't look the, the same. Fletcher Cox just to me does not look the same. That defense, I had them on my fantasy. They just used to look a little more intimidating. I don't know if it's because they're just so worn down because of being on the field more or what, but they just don't seem the same to me. Well, I think Jalen Hurts' throwing hand reportedly has a broken finger. And he might not be able to break the ball the way he does normally. That could be a big factor. They popped it back in place, they said. They popped it back in place. But we'll see. So You you definitely don't want to bring Mariota in. You bring Mariota in, your game is done. Yes. So what do you think? What do you think, Jim? You're you were defensive lineman. You know that if an offense can keep running the ball on you, you kind of get frustrated. It's the most depressing thing in in pro football is the – the offense you saw it with Dallas and Buffalo, and you see it all the time. If you can run the ball successfully, you can win a lot of games because it takes a toll on you physically. And again, you can obviously you can play action, you can do things. And I'm I'm agreeing with you. I think if Tampa can run the ball successfully, they have to wear Tampa at. And we talk about this is Tampa's not an easy place to play. And I know they they just barely won the South, but it's still a tough place to play. It's one of those places that you go into and it and you can't get worn down, especially if you're coming from the Northeast. And I'm not saying that that's not gonna that's not gonna happen to Philly, but they're gonna get worn down a little bit because that heat and and it's not extremely hot, but it's a lot hotter, warmer than when you go to a place like. Um, yeah, uh, Tampa. I got you, Rick. Rick. I think you're disagreeing with more than I, I think you're disagreeing with more than just Sonia. I think all of us up there think uh, that Tampa Bay might win this game. I, I think all of us think that there's an upset in the making. Maybe not Jack. I, I'm not sure, but I think hey, it's something that if the Eagles show up and they're just nearly as good as they were early in the year, they win this game. I mean, no doubt about it. We don't know what Eagle team we're going to get the burdens on them. We know what we're getting with Tampa Bay. We don't know what we're getting with Philadelphia. If I was Tampa Bay, and this is how I would think of it, because I've been in this position, is a lot of uh, playing pro sports is confidence. And what happens is if Tampa Bay gets off to a good start, like the New York Giants did, then guys get that in the back of the mind. Here we go again. And here we go again. And that's when you have the issues. That's when you have, oh, man, you're, you're struggling just like we always talk about. Teams struggle to make plays. They do things. You talked about Lamar Jackson. Well, what happens is they're trying to make a play to get back on top. And you lose that confidence because if you just do yeah, what you do, you're all right. We saw that happen with Cleveland yesterday in the game. Losing enthusiasm as the game went along. They yes. would just be trudging off the field. There was like they didn't have that bounce for them that they had during the regular. Yeah, that's season. a hard thing. That's a hard thing when you lose that confidence. Because I'm gonna tell you, 
you like I know you know I've been on a one in fifteen team. We didn't know how to win. We always was waiting. Well, what's gonna happen? Why are we going? What are we gonna do to lose the game? Yeah, that's just the reality of it. But when you find out how to win and how to do things, then your confidence changes. So, so let's let's get back on the coaching carousel here a little bit. Pete Carroll was uh, they they said they parted ways, but he is going to be a senior advisor to Seattle. How long does that last, Jack? I think mean, Carroll loves coaching football. You can see it. He's run up and down the sidelines. He's, he, he acts like he's a 40-year-old, for God's sakes. Run up and down, chewing his gum, uh, all excited, into his players, cheering them on. How long does that last Last him being just I don't think it lasts long at Seattle senior advisor. They don't have a defined position for him. In other words, they're going to give him some money. He could come around. You know, on the surface, he's not going to make major decisions. He's not going to pick the next coach. He's not going to have any serious input on that. His situation is so much different from Bill Belichick's, and I'm not completely certain why, because Pete Carroll's been a decorated coach, and we don't hear about him being in demand. We don't hear the media saying, where's the next spot Pete Carroll could be at? His age is an issue, but for Belichick, who's about the same age, it's not an issue. I mean, there's a disparity there. It shouldn't be that way. And you get the feeling Pete Carroll would grab any coaching job anywhere. I got That's two points. That's why I was get. saying McCartney, McCartney could be downgraded to a consultant for the Cowboys. He'd still be with it. When you guys were talking yeah. about him not being thrown away, he could be in the same position. McCartney won't be in coaching demand if he's let go. I think he might just let Back to Pete Carroll. First of all, if you read the articles on it, he said it was not a football decision. Uh, people, the people who made the decision weren't football people. So oh, that came. Selling the team. And that's yeah, the first back thing. To that. And if I was the LA Chargers, Pete has a place in Malibu. I would hire Pete Carroll tomorrow. That might be the perfect coach for the Chargers with the energy. Yeah, Mm-hmm. And that makes sense for that organization because they would need yeah. a guy like Pete Carroll. But Pete Carroll has been a good coach, but he has struggled places, the Jets, uh, New England. So mm-hmm. don't uh, – things like that. But I think that the Chargers would be a good place for him. I think the defense somewhere warm. two years have underachieved and uh... – I think that was his undoing. But they were 9-8 and eight this year. It's not like they fell apart. It was a disappointing year. Yeah. They should have made the playoffs. But uh, it still came as a big surprise to me. It was let go. Yeah, but he he was let go, not because of his age. It was because, like I told you, they're going to sell the team. I don't know who they're going to sell yeah. it to. But the decision, it wasn't made. He said it wasn't made by football. But how do they benefit getting rid of Pete Carroll? Because he's a named coach. If you're selling the team, I would think it would help in the sale. That the you would think so, but it's still going to be a, It doesn't really matter. Look at the Washington Commanders. They sold for billions of dollars. He brought it for under a billion dollars. And Seattle's going to sell for billions. And, and yeah. maybe they have a, a buyer already. We don't know. We'll, we'll find that out as we go, go along. You know, you mentioned Pete Carroll going to San Diego, going to the Chargers to play with the Chargers. But will the Chargers take him over Bill Belichick if they op- have an option to get him? I don't think so. That's a good but, question. 
but uh, you know, it, it you know, and like I said, everything really is up in there when we come to to to, to these coaching uh, to the coaching carousel. Uh, we talked we talked that Serrani may lose his job, possible, pro- not probable. Same thing with McCarthy. McCarthy has done a really good job for Dallas. I think it's possible he leaves. I don't think it's probable. I don't know who's better out right. there than maybe Bill Belichick. Maybe Bill Belichick is he going to go play a uh, coach in Dallas? I don't know. Uh, he's not going to get the power, as Jack said. Uh, so maybe maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. He was willing to give up power to New England. So you know. Who knows what Bill Belichick's thinking right now? So that's to me that's pretty interesting too. Um, one thing I, I've I've seen again today in Vegas is they're keeping Antonio Pierce. The players are actually saying they're not going to play for the Raiders, uh, their their defensive end, and 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 that are not going to play for the Raiders if they get rid of Antonio Pierce. This is the first mm-hmm. time I've heard Sonia of the players holding the owner hostage. This is the first time I've heard of this. I, I don't know if you guys remember, but well, if I didn't say it on here, I said it on one of my shows that I felt like something like this would happen. I didn't think it would be, um, you know, doable. But if you're talking about a lot of players saying, hey, I'm not going to play for anyone else, that's pretty strong. I talked about, you know, basically from day one, how he took control of the locker room, how even Devontae Adams had been a, like his number one cheerleader. Um, how they, you know, won a few games off just the energy alone, I think was enough to change the mental out there. And I even said, I felt like a lot of players would not want to play for anyone else. And that if they were smart, they would go ahead and make sure they consider him for their head coach, just because, you know, that, that Raiders organization in a, in a nutshell is just kind of different, but you know, the Titans were interested in interviewing Antonio Pierce for their head coaching position. Um, I don't even know if he – I think they may have talked to him. I don't know if, if they have or not, but um, I remember that coming up. But, you know, I, I think it's a great match. I think this is what the Raiders need. Um, I'm sure the city of Las Vegas is hype. He seems to have a great energy from the West Coast already. So, you know, they have their own vibe. And then he's extremely intelligent with his play calling. So Guys, I I don't want to hear that he turned things. Josh McDaniel was terrible, terrible. Antonio Pierce did a decent job. As far as the players not playing, sure, they're going to sit out and they're going to retire. Give me a break. So come in and clean up behind Josh McDaniel. Yeah, but here's the thing. Antonio Pierce a long-term solution. I would give. I don't know about that. Give him a couple years. Yeah. If Jim Harbaugh is going to come to the Raiders. You're gonna. You mean to tell me no? You're not gonna hire Jim Harbaugh if the money's not an issue because you want to keep Antonio Pierce? No way. But here's well, that's the only the consideration with Tom Brady's connection. That's pretty yeah. much all that. But is. Here's the thing: Antonio Pierce did a very good job in a short period of time. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Up yeah. Yeah. All agree on that. But the yeah. problem okay. is, is over the long term. Can yeah. Be successful over the long term, and that's the. I mean, they just lost their coach to the Giants. Um, but you have to look at the long term. And I think that he is going to be the head coach of the Raiders. But we saw that he could do things. But sometimes it's all about what is he going to do over a season. And that's the thing you got to realize. I think he did a nice job in that short. But McDaniels, just as you guys have said, was awful. 
He didn't connect. They were so happy to move on from Daniels. Antonio Pierce, they were thrilled to have him. He was yep. one of the guys. I said it life. was the emotion. He did a good job. That. He did a good job. I, I, but I is he the Jack, guy going forward? That's I, the question. Jack, I think Jack makes a great point. What happens if they can get Harbaugh? What happens if they can get Belichick? I mean, are they going to give not – pick these so they stick with the Antonio Pierce, that would be crazy. I I, I don't care all the whole team wants to leave. That's fine. Go, go someplace somewhere else. I, I, I just think this is a time that's going to be very unique. You have a chance to get Harbaugh. You have, a, get a, you have a chance to get Belichick. And you still, we got Pete Carroll, one of the best coaches in Seattle Seahawks history, uh, sitting there on the sideline too. I mean, this may never happen again, Jim. So do you, do, do you say, okay, I mean, what do you do? No, you yeah, wait, and right? and I'm not you saying that. Don't get me wrong. Antonio Perez did a tremendous job in that short period. Yeah, of time. I agree. I agree. And he could be a, a, a head coach, but now you're gonna have to. That's why it's taking so long because they could have named him any any day. Is they got to really examine this? I agree. What direction are we headed with this organization? And I think the main. I think the main issue is you're gonna have a repeat of the Steve Wilkes situation in Carolina right now. We had the same thing in Carolina. Steve got us, what, four or five wins. The fans wanted him. The players liked him. And then he was interviewed twice, but for some reason or another, because he was brought back for a second interview, they did not choose him. Now every single game we lost on every page out there, that's all you see. Would this have happened if we had at least given Steve Wilkes an opportunity? So, yeah, like year or two. He could have had that job. Had they not faulted down the stretch when he was the interim coach, had they won the division that they were in a position to, at that point, if he got rid of Steve Wilkes, it would have been a major mistake. He did okay, Steve Wilkes. He didn't, you know, bowl him over as an in, as an interim coach. You better be lights out if you want to get the we job. Had, we had lost. Okay. You're interim coach for a reason. You're just filling the seat for the time being. That's what an interim coach is. Let me ask is. you this question. What is the best job out there available right now for a head coach? If you're in the position to be a head coach, what job would you take right now? Right now. Right now. At this at this moment. At this moment, yeah. Jim, the Chargers. At this moment, the Chargers. Yeah, yeah Chargers. They have yeah. a quarterback. Yeah. And they got impact that's, players that's the, on defense. And, and no one's talking about talent. where does Mike Vrabel go? Where no one's even talking about him. Where Mike, what's Mike the worst that's a great job. Point. Just a work job, head coaching job that's vacant to take. Well, we, right we, now. All know, we already know. Now that New England's off the Carolina. table. Yeah, we don't want him. We don't want him. So so we don't want Vrabel in Vrabel's Tennessee is not attractive there. Yeah, I mean he finished Mike Vrabel finished at 542 over the last six seasons for Tennessee. Why would we want a coach that barely finished a just a coach above five hundred? I don't I, I tell you, I'll be honest with you, Sonia. I don't I don't to be honest with you, I don't blame Vrabel for that. He didn't get rid of A.J. Brown. He didn't draft them players that you got over on, on Tennessee right now. I don't blame Vrabel for that. Yeah. Vrabel, from what I understand, everybody says he's a great football mind and a great yeah. coach. So he I can come to Atlanta. I said he can that. come to Atlanta. He can come to Atlanta because he That's has that I connection think. with um, with um, Kirby, um, the Kirby Smart and all of them. And uh, they all yes. go back to 
to Sabinism school, so he can come I to agree. Atlanta. That's what. That's what I, I would. Think. I would take him in Carolina. I think he'd be good in Carolina. That's just my opinion. I think our well, O line I, I is think, so horrendous. We don't have a lot to work with right now. I agree but with even Sonya, I regardless of you getting, you're still going to have to get people, and you don't have the draft picks. You're going to basically have to get them in um in uh, free agency, which is all. Jim, go suit up and go down there and play for my team uh, for us, please. Sonya, let me just go back to Steve Wilkes for one second. He keeping them obviously would have been better than hiring Frank Reich if he wanted to do revisionist thinking. But the reason Frank Reich was selected as the coach was to develop Bryce Young. Supposedly Bryce this great quarterback guru, and it didn't work out. But that was the reason, you know, that move was Well, made. let's be clear. Let's be let's be clear. The general manager, Federland, and Wright both wanted C.J. Stroud. Only the owner, um, Tepper, wanted Bryce Young. So you bring someone in that that, that head coach is already thinking, I'm going to get this other person. It's already going to be like an issue from the beginning. Let me ask you this. No, Wait, no. let's say they did draft C.J. Stroud. How would the Panthers have been this year? Would C.J. Stroud have been nearly as good as he turned out to be with you? That's I, a, no, I don't think so. Young went to the Texans and C.J. Stroud to the Panthers, what would have been? That's, that's a million-dollar question. Wait, 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 wait. Everybody's talking over everybody. I I don't know who, what anybody said. Please wait your turn. I, I get you get excited. Wait your turns. I don't want to mute nobody in the show. Wait your turns, and everybody everybody state their case. Jack likes to stir things up, and and we all know that. So listen, C.J. Shroud is a better quarter than Bryce Young, hands down. I know that, and I think everybody knows that now. Um, I don't know what Bryce Young will be in the future. I don't even know if he'll be with Carolina. We'll find out as, as it goes along because I think the team hurts him there. So we'll find that as we go along. I do think Jim likes Bryce Young. I think everybody else here likes Bryce Young as a quarterback. I have my doubts still. We'll see what happens, right? Is, is that fair to say? And it is fair to say, but you kind of look at it. Look at what C.J. Stroud is, the organization he's in, and the head coach. Marco uh, Ryan, and he's done a tremendous job. They do have talent at Houston. He's surrounded by more talent than Bryce Young. We're I agree. basically saying that Bryce Young is terrible in there, but look at the talent. They gave their best receiver away. They gave their they would have had the overall number one pick. They gave a lot away yeah, from. They're struggling think, in the offensive sure. line. Uh, they do have potential. But Bryce Young was in a worse situation than C.J. Stroud walked into. And that's and Jack, Yeah, and Jack Jack had asked me before we kind of got like all over each other. Jack had asked me, you know, because I'm I'm the, the one bearing the blunt of this, this pain down here. But I, I felt exactly what Jim was saying. That's exactly why the, the same thing. C.J. Stroud in our organization, he still would have been good because he's C.J. Stroud. But I don't think he would have been as – I'm pretty sure he would not have been as successful as he is in Texas because, like Jim said, we've given away so many weapons that we we had to assist him that he would have been a standalone down there in Carolina. So, Jack, to you, is would it be smart to the Panthers to trade uh, uh, Bryce Young to get some draft picks? Would that be a good move on their part? I mean, what can you logically get for Bryce Young? Can you get a late number one draft pick? Perhaps the team will still have confidence in Bryce Young. 
I mean, I think uh, the situation with my Jets with Zach Wilson, who's been in the league three years, maybe they get a fourth round pick for him. But I think the fear that these teams have, if you move on from a guy and he succeeds elsewhere, you look really, really bad. And the people who drafted him, their job becomes in jeopardy. They have a lot of explaining to do. We were talking about the Belichick situation. Belichick's downfall in part was because Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl. If Tom Brady played terribly for the Buccaneers, Belichick would, the great Bill Belichick wouldn't have taken as big a hit as he did. If you're the Panthers, you have to stick with Bryce Young. It's, it's one year. Come on, guys. One year. Yeah. Let's but develop him. Your biggest fear, Mac, would you agree with this with Bryce Young, his durability? You were scared he'd get injured. If nothing else, he showed he's durable. Well, I, yeah, I agree with that. That, but that's not my 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 only concern <clears throat> about Bryce Young. I just don't know how good he is. I I, I don't know because he really hasn't had a chance. He, well, he hasn't had a chance, Jim, really to to yeah. to be on a team to show how good he is. All right, he he doesn't have any talent. He doesn't have an offensive line. The defense doesn't help him out at all. So I really don't know what Bryce Young is yet. I don't think the Panthers know what Bryce Young is really yet. Maybe it was a great draft pick. Maybe the owner's right. I don't know. I think it's going to take at least two, three years to find that out. Will, yes. will the will the Panthers owner wait three years to build a team on Bryce Young? I don't know. Let me let me tell you something about this, especially with quarterbacks. Sometimes you take a quarterback high, and he falters because of what's around him. And then sometimes he's just not that good. There's other okay. issues in life. Bryce Young doesn't have a lot of issues, and he likes football. And that's what I'm telling you. This guy's going to be pretty good if they put the right people around him. If he gets the right people in coaching and players, this guy's got a chance. You got to remember, he came from a powerhouse, obviously, in Alabama. And he yeah, had great so, players. So did Mac Jones. So did Mac Jones. Sonia, yeah, this guy's better than Mac Jones. Let me ask this you a question, Sonia, because you're closest to the team. Will your owner be patiently waiting to see if the Panthers build a team in three years? I don't think he will. What do you think? The fans are going to want him to because we stole the farm to get this gentleman. Uh, we And we gave away, like, so many good players. And we're not getting any picks to replace them. You're talking about angry fans. If Tepper does not wait this out and get the team to build around Bryce and does the opposite, I can't even tell you the outrage is going to spark. Like, they, we're already in a position that we feel like we brought Bryce in and then sold the farm and then the team, the offense. Everybody's bad on it except the water boy on this team. And if he – if and I've always told everyone, Tepper is not a sports-oriented manager, not in my opinion. He's a business mogul, and that's it. He uses his money to buy things. He's already tanked the soccer team that he has in Charlotte. They fire every, every few months someone's fired. So I don't see him having the patience to hang on – for another two years, and it's sad. It's really sad. I literally just considered that when you were talking about it. But here's and Jack and Jack and Jack should know that, that feeling because that's what they've done to the Jets for the last how many years? They don't wait. They get rid of their coaches. They get rid of the GM. They get rid of their quarterbacks that they draft, and they keep doing the same thing over and over again. And if they don't stick with Salah, the same thing's going to happen again with the Jets. 
Let me ask well, you. I, I think part of it, owners don't want to be proven to be wrong. They don't want to look bad. Look what happened with Al Davis. He insisted a while back, obviously a while back, that the Raiders draft Jamarcus Russell. Lane Kiffin, the head coach, didn't want to. And Al Davis stuck with Jamarcus Russell a while. You don't want to look bad. And that's why with Teppo, with Bryce Young, he's going to want to milk this out as far as it could go until it's conclusive that Bryce Young couldn't be his guy. He's going to bring in a coach, and the coach's number one job is going to be to develop Bryce Young, get him going, okay? And it's going to be a tough job. I think he gives them this year, and that's going to probably be a different conversation next year this time. Yeah, but here's the thing you guys don't realize. Do you realize what what we're talking about two years ago? What was the worst organization in football, in the pro football? The Texans. The Texans. And their their owner didn't know what he was doing, McNair, and they were just awful. This thing can happen in Carolina. They can change it. They can change the narrative if they do. You got to bring – They don't have the draft choices Houston has. Houston went two and three. They could win Where did Larry Tunsil come from? Larry Tunsil came from Miami. Right. He's, yeah. They traded yeah. for him. If you have the right personnel people, you can change this narrative. Right now, they got to get – the most important thing, obviously, is getting the coach, but they got to have the right GM. They got to have the right personnel because he's going to have a lot of work ahead of him. And they got to make I, sure I he, they make the right choices. Listen, I, I, I again, the only the last thing I'll say on this is I don't know what Bryce Young is yet. And I think it's going to take some time to find out what he is until you get some people around him. Let's talk a little bit about defensive coordinators. Uh, you know, uh, listen, a couple of defensive coordinators went and did the Houston's head coach did a great job over there. Arizona's head coach did a pretty good job with a bad Arizona team. Uh, Wink Martindale is out from the Giants, walks out disgusted, mad, swearing. He's not, you know, he's not, he's not in the official Giants club anymore. You know, he's, he's done with the Giants. So, Wink Martindale, pretty good defensive uh, coordinator. Where do you think he ends up, Jim? I don't know, but um, you got the uh, some situations with him because from my understanding, and you probably are closer to the situation, is that he basically took the defense and separated them. He wanted to run the defense and took, tried to take power away from the ball, and you can't do that. And here's the thing. What did John Harbaugh let Wink Martindale go? He must have knew it. Something was not, you know, right in there. And then you see Harbaugh brought in, obviously, one of his brother's uh, coaches to do it. So there's something that we don't know. And I don't know. That is a great point about John Harbaugh. Huh? That is a great point that I never thought about. Why would John Harbaugh move on from this? Defensive wins. And I'm not saying that Bart Dill, I'm not talking, but there's something going on that is not that we don't know. Because a lot of times when they do that. And I know you're and correct, Rick is right. You're correct. You're correct. So so Jack, is this 
Is this Buddy Ryan 2.0? I mean, is this Buddy Ryan and his sons as, uh, you know, with the, with, the, uh, with the Chicago Bears? I mean, is this the same situation? Does Wink Martindale go and get a head coaching job somewhere? Well, Rex Ryan was a great defensive whiz. His brother wasn't as good. Why not Rex Ryan? He's out there as a defensive coordinator. If he take it, I don't get it. He sure looks like he's trying to come back, too. He knows Uh, What's interesting? As long as you keep everybody's feet covered, you're good. (laughs) The team that Wink Martindale would actually help the most, I think, would be the Philadelphia Eagles, who are really floundering on defense, bringing a map to prison. That's interesting you say that. I would think Jacksonville, Jack. Yeah, the Jags as well. I mean, Doug Peterson seems to have control of that team, even though they fall it down the stretch. You know, you need a head coach with, you know, who doesn't feel threatened by a coordinator. You can't feel that way. I mean, uh, Mike Shanahan, who won a couple of Super Bowls as a Denver Bronco coach, he was let go as a coordinator by Dan Reeves because Dan Reeves felt he was kind of coordinating with John Elway, you know, kind of behind his back a little. The head coach can't feel he's being betrayed in any way, shape, or form by a coordinator. He can't feel undercut. That's the worst thing. Well, well, the ball wasn't actually mad that they that they wanted to do what they. It's just that they didn't inform him. Just let him know what they were doing. He didn't, it's not like he said they can't do it. It was just let me know what you're doing. I got to know. I'm the one that's going to answer the questions at the podium, right? Yeah. So I mean, that's that was his biggest concern. That's exactly with right. That. Yeah. So so let's let's uh, yeah let's let's start our let's start our picks. We'll break them down. Tell us tell the people out there what we think and. And why and, and all that good stuff. So uh you got Green Bay going into Dallas, 7.5 underdogs. Dallas scores a lot at home, and their defense plays a lot better at home than they do on the road. Uh, you know, I think Jordan Love is gonna be seeing a lot of pressure coming at that young quarterback. They're gonna try and confuse him. Um, I think I think that uh Dak has a big game, CD Lamb has a big game, and, and I also think that the only way that Green Bay has a chance at winning this game, Jim, is if Aaron Jones is the major part of their offense and they tried to keep the ball away from Dak. I 100% agree because Aaron Jones has had some great days. He's a Texas, he's El Paso. He's an El Paso kid. He's a Texas kid, and he plays well against the Cowboys. And they, um, and they, they do have it. And they've gotten better as the year progressed. And Green Bay has it. I, I told you a long time I like Jordan Love. Now, here's the thing that's going to happen is Jordan Love out of the pocket is not as effective as Jordan Love in the pocket, and that's going to be something to look at. And that's the thing. He doesn't move as well as people think. He's not like he just yeah. – he's pinpoint, in his, and he has some injuries in his uh, wide receiver core. So so this will be, be an interesting Yeah, it showed them trying to – it, it showed it showed another team pushing Jordan Love to his left. He has a hard time yes. throwing a ball across his body to his left. A lot of teams do, but but uh, a lot of quarterbacks do. But especially Jordan Love, they try to get him out out of pocket to his left. Jack, what do you think? I mean, do you think that uh, will will Dallas? I mean, I think you think Dallas will probably run away with this, don't you? I think they'll win decisively. But if Green Bay can slow the game down from the start. You know, established a running game with Aaron, you know, Jones. And uh, 
and just have time of possession on their side. Yeah, I mean, if they're hanging around at the end, anything could happen. I don't look for Jordan Love to really have a big game in this spot. He might perform confidently, but uh, you can't run on Dallas, but they're pretty good in the secondary. You know, Stephen Gilmore, I think, should have a good game, and they should be now, fine in Dallas. They don't come out on offense, Dallas, early. Yeah, but we hadn't talked about this, but your hair, Alexander, their number one cornerback, is possibly not playing this game because of injuries. He heard when the they answer. questionable. They normally play, though. That's what I, from my experience. And is Stephen Gilmore playing for sure? Because I know he has yes, gotten he's definitely he's playing. playing. Yeah. They don't have anybody on the injury list now. Okay. Tyler Smith is playing, which is unusual well, at this point in the year. I can't understand yeah. that. I'm concerned so, about Dallas's running but, game. Pollard's never made it all the way back. He's getting better in the last couple of weeks. And he's not, you know, the answer, but he's done better. And they use so, uh, so, in the backfield. So does anybody think that Green Bay stays in with the seven and a half that they that that seven and a half points? Or or is there anybody in here that thinks that right now? That, I think Dallas wins by like 15 points. I think right, it's going to so Dallas be, wins by seven. So what's the weather? What's the weather going to be like? It doesn't matter. So they're going to close. So it's seven. So it's seven. <laughs> it's seven. We're playing at Texas. We're playing, Jim. We're playing it at seven and a half. So you're going to take Green Bay as the underdog? No, I'm going to take Green Bay. I mean Dallas to win it. Uh, they have to win by eight. So, right, Sonia. I don't think they cover the point spread, but I think Dallas will win. Okay, so you got Green Bay. Uh, no, I don't. I just, no, I, <laughs> I'm picking Dallas to win. Points, right? Dallas to win, but you don't think we, they'll they'll cover. You think Green Bay stays yeah, with yeah. the seven? I think Green Bay with seven and a half points. We do, do points, oh, friends. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm being funny, guys. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> I I listen. I I got Dallas too. Uh, I think Linda has. What does Linda have here? Linda, what do you got? Dallas. You got Dallas. So Linda also has Dallas. So pretty much the only one going with Green Bay uh, here besides Keith and Pags. Uh, Pags has got Green Bay also. So Sonia and uh, Pags has Green Bay. So it doesn't look too good for you, Sonia. That's all I can tell you. But no. So, um, so wait, Max. So if I pick Green Bay, that's going to be my underdog, and I don't want that. You can so pick just more give me than Dallas. You can pick more than one on the dog. Don't worry about it. No, yes. Dallas going to win the game. Scratch out my point commentary. Just go oh. ahead and give me Dallas. Oh, my God. I was going to say something. I, I, would offend a lot of, I would offend a lot of women. I would offend a lot of women right now if I was going to say what I'm I was being thinking. nice. So, you see my heart. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Uh, the Rams at Detroit. Uh, you know, you've got – You've got uh, Matt Stafford going back to Detroit, and uh, you know it'll be something if he wins the game in Detroit. I think. Listen, I think the Detroit fans will welcome him back, uh, but they definitely don't want him to win. It's the big trade that happened, right? We had we had Golf, and because he was a younger version of Stafford, and Stafford goes to Super Bowl and wins, where Golf didn't. So all that aside, Jim, uh, who do you got winning that game, and or, or who's covering? Who's what's going to happen there? This is a tough game to pick. I've been I I've coached against golf since college, and I've always liked Jared Goff. 
I've always thought Stafford was the stats guy. I know he won a Super Bowl with the Rams, but he does have two good receivers. He has a Pro Bowl uh, running back, and he's and that defense is, is improved as the year progressed. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Rams are going to upset. Okay. LA Rams. Jack, it's not just the quarterbacks in this, it's also the running backs and the defenses. Uh, you know, the Rams have a good running back in Williams. The the Lions have two good running backs and playing right now. Who do you like? Yeah, I just want to correct Stafford is more than a stats guy. He's always been an elite quarterback who's been on terrible teams. We can overlook a guy like Megatron and call him a great receiver, not a stats guy, but a guy, a quarterback we call a stats guy. It's a bit unfair to me. I think he's a difference maker in a game like this. Stafford has the weapons here at L.A., and the reason they made the playoffs this year, in large part, was because of Stafford's leadership. They didn't have too good a team going into the season. We thought conceivably they'd have one of the worst teams. I think they go into Detroit, they win a thriller field goal at the end against the Lions. Something like 25-22, the Rams beat the Lions. So you got the, the, the Rams winning that game. Joe Hunt's with us from Military Broadcast Radio. Uh, we do have a new show from him on before, before us uh, called Turnbuckles and Stogies, where a very entertaining show. They sit around, they, they smoke cigars and talk wrestling. So if you like entertaining show, if you like wrestling, and if you like cigars, this is the show for you. But it was very entertaining. I was watching it anyway. So Ram kicking game is Joel a and, and, and even though I'm No, I just want to tell Joe, I have the iron claw, and I've always used it when I got in danger. He'll know what all I right, mean. So there you, all right. All right. So Joe knows what he's talking about. Back to the game. Sonia, what do you think? Is 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 this the year for, for Detroit to – I mean, if Detroit gets knocked out, they were expected to go and be, a, you know, their top seed. They're supposed to be, you know, up there maybe in the championship. So – and the Rams, we didn't think were going to happen, as Jack said. So what do you think is going to happen? This is going to be a tough one to call. If you think about the last five meetings that they've had, the Los Angeles has three wins versus Detroit in their last five matchups. Um, they Los Angeles also has um, 130 points that they've compiled while only surrendering 107. So you look at all of that when you try to come up, but this is playoff time. I think Dan Campbell is about his business. I think he really is trying to just get the win. I've got Detroit in Detroit, even though Matt Stafford's going home. I feel like um, he's going to be welcome, but I think they said some of the fans was wearing his number but crossing his name out. So um, <laughs> we'll see. Looks like I I'm going for D.C. and the Roaring Lions on this one. All right. I think Linda's, Linda's going with you. She's also got uh, Detroit. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at the Rams, uh, the Rams, too. I like the story. I like, I like the two young receivers. Uh, I think their defense is still a good defense. I expect maybe uh, maybe a couple sacks. Not only do they have the old guy in there, but they got a young guy that looks like the old guy on the defensive line. So I, I do like oh, yeah. I, I do like I do like the Rams defense there. So uh, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to swing with you guys and go with the Rams too. Um, we do have uh, the Pittsburgh and Buffalo amongst all the controversy there. Uh, of course, Buffalo's 
playing at home. Uh, the, I don't know what the wind's going to be like. I don't know if it's still going to be snowing or not. I have no idea what's going to be happening uh, Monday afternoon. They're kind of a weird uh, game for Monday while people may be working and stuff. They'll be playing. So um, what it's, do you um, think, Jack? I mean, it's MLA. It's what? Yeah. Martin Luther King Day. Is Monday. Right. So That's a good, point. good point. Good point. Good point. Good point. I mean, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is a cold weather city, so I don't think the Steelers are necessarily, necessarily going to be so shook up going to Buffalo and facing the frigid conditions. But what's going to hurt the Steelers, their quarterback on defense, their franchise defensive players out, TJ Watt. That is a major, major loss for them, and it's going to give Josh Allen more time to do his thing. And it's, I just see Buffalo, everything aligned there. Pittsburgh has to be a little emotionally drained making the playoffs the way they did. I, I look for Buffalo to ramp and win something like 30 to 13. Wow. Wow. Um, uh, Linda agrees with you. Uh, what do you think? What do you what do you think, Jim? I mean, you know, the physicality part they, of it uh, is I think Buffalo will win, but I'm not in the points or ten points, correct? Yeah, nine, well, nine, we got nine and a half, close enough. Nine and a half. We got to win by ten. I don't think Buff, uh, Buffalo covers. I think they'll win the game, so I'm taking Pittsburgh to cover because of the weather and just being in the snow and the and the wind and stuff. It's going to be hard to throw, and, and I think uh, Pittsburgh is pretty good against the run. And they can run the ball right now with yeah. their two running backs. Did you hear the Buffalo Bill uh, organizations offering fans twenty dollars an hour yeah. to shovel snow? How cheap they are! Twenty dollars an hour with all their exactly. money. It be up when I was there, they do it free. That was crazy. It should well, be well, fifty well, an Jack, hour shoveling Jack, snow is a hard Jack job. Was, Come on, Jack. It was updated. It was updated. They're also eating. They're also offering all the food you can eat for free. So. Twenty bucks. Oh, well, when are you gonna eat? While you're shoveling snow, you're gonna take a break. I mean, you get breaks, Jack. You get breaks. They're doing. They're. they're it's not like it's. You know, it's not like they have to. Why not free tickets? Why not free tickets? You know, you shovel yeah, snow, you get free tickets for shoveling. Fans like that more. Jack, you'd be surprised how many people come. They probably already have fans that, that have the tickets. Do you mean, Jim? Would you play at Buffalo if you in the house? Fans would have shoveled your driveway so you could pull out to get to the uh, game. I I had uh, four kids. I made them uh, the shovel, but uh, <laughs> but no, the volunteer. I'll tell you something about Buffalo real quick. Is is that we couldn't fly into Buffalo because of the snow one time, and we had to uh, spend the night in Niagara Falls after a game, and our cars were covered with snow. By the time the next day. Fans just came out and shoveled all our cars out so we could get out. That's just Buffalo. It's yeah. just Buffalo. I mean, I appreciated that. And they made sure that everything was taken care of. And it was a bad snowstorm that time. Uh, amazing. Oh, oh, by the way, I did, I, did, I, did read, I, did read, I did read where Jordan Love did help somebody out of the snow, too, that was stuck in the snow. Yeah, I saw that, too. Good, good, saw that. good for him. Sonia, what's your pick there? Uh, Buffalo uh, with the points. Are you going to take Pittsburgh, you know, stay underneath the, the nine and a half? Um, so I'm I'm taking Buffalo, but it's like split, like what Jim said. I don't think it's going to be that much of a score with this type of game with the wind elements. Um, so, but I've got so who you take? I've got the Bills. I'm picking with I'm picking the Bills. I know that Watt is out injured, 
Um, I just don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game like what Jack was saying, though. 30 to 13, that's going to be kind of I want to Listen, I want to make sure you, I got this right because you, you, know, you confuse me with what you say. <laughs> Are you taking Pittsburgh to keep it under nine and a half? Are you taking Pittsburgh with the points? Or are you going to take Buffalo beating Pittsburgh by more than 10? I'm just kidding. Uh, just give me get the points, Pittsburgh with the points. All right. You mean, I know what you're saying. Sonia, I have a feeling a year and a half from now, you're going to do what Jim's doing and you're going to say to Mac, oh, I didn't know you meant us to make our picks on the point system. <laughs> You're driving Max crazy. Max, you Max, you know, I'm just learning point spreads. I told you guys that, I'm learning, but okay. That is that is the first time that Jack has stood up for me in like a, a year. Thank you, Jack. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate I know what tiny hand clap. Now, and I have to make it clear. <laughs> what I'm doing. And you heard what I yes. said. Let me just write it down like I did last week and read from yeah, my please. notes. And then that way you guys please, are happy please. with me. Please. Because other than <laughs> that, I don't, I, I'm still not sure who you're picking. I, so anyway, uh, I got, yeah, I'm picking, I'm, I'm going to go, I think I'm going with Pittsburgh also with the points. I think Pittsburgh can run the ball, ball well. Buffalo is, is good against the pass, not as good against the run. I think Buffalo has a decent running game, but it's a different type of back. You know, a cook is a, more of a jumper and a slasher where, mm -hmm. you know, the Pittsburgh running back is going to run you over. And they still got that change up uh, running back there, too, can catch the ball out of backfield. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh. I think they could possibly upset Buffalo. I don't think they will. Uh, if they get a couple of interceptions, hey, listen, if Josh Allen gets a little nutty, throws a couple of interceptions, Pittsburgh's got this game. So I'm definitely going to take uh, Pittsburgh with the points here. Um, yes, Pittsburgh with the points. And Linda's got – Linda, who the hell you got over here? Bills. Bills. Linda goes with the Bills. Linda doesn't care about anything I just said here, but she normally doesn't care about anything I say anyway. So she's taking the Bills uh, right there. So anyway, uh, let's see. Hey, we've got Rick chiming in. You're never going to let this down, Jim, even with your buddy Byron. I don't know what that means, but uh, I guess you're in trouble. I got the Bills winning, Rick. But no, I you got what you have to The Steelers are going to cover let me ask Mac a question. Mac, who's a bigger homer, Jim for the Cowboys or Pax for the Eagles? It's it's a good question. It's a good yeah, question. Well, you I can mean, think it all. We I, don't have to answer now. You always I, pick the I, Jets, I, and the Jets lose, Matt. <laughs> I think. Listen, I think. I think that Jim is a little more realistic. He'll say when Dallas has a bad game or that they might get beat or they're not going to cover. I think he's just a little more realistic where Pags is just totally over the top. He said that the Eagles are going to steamroll Tampa Bay. They're going to win like 32 to 6. Yeah, he uses so. that word too, steamroll. Yes, yes. So, I mean, he's going to steamroll Tampa Bay. So, I mean, I, he loves his Eagles. I think. Yes. Yes, he does. So, uh, we're down – Last game, as we were just talking about Philadelphia against Tampa Bay, um, Philadelphia, more talented team overall, I would think. Uh, their defensive line, again, they're not really blitzing and helping that defensive line out. Tampa Bay does have a good offensive line. People don't realize that. Tampa Bay can't block, uh, does keep people off uh, Baker. They do open a hole for the running backs for White. I mean, they do have a good offensive line. Uh, I think that Tampa Bay's, Quarterback Baker Mayfield has got to play really well and not turn the ball over. He's had a problem with that this year. So running, 
little little play action, hit the tight end. Good, Goodwin's a good receiver. Uh, and, of course, uh, Evans is a great wide receiver uh, against that defensive secondary of the Eagles, which they have had problems with again this year. Uh, I mean, this year, not again, because last year they had a pretty good defensive secondary. Um, so, you know, I think Tampa Bay squeaks one out here, guys. I really do. I think Tampa Bay can, if, as long as they get up quick, I think they got a shot at beating Philadelphia. What do you think, Jim? I agree with you. I think um, Tampa Bay has some things going in there. Uh, way as far as um, the running game. We talked about that early in the show, Rashad White. And I think defensively, their secondary is pretty good at Tampa Bay. I think their secondary. And without um, A.J. Brown playing, that puts a lot of pressure on Devontae Smith, guarded. And um, there's one more receiver that they have. But I think that Julio Swift Jones. is – Huh? Julio Pardon Jones. Me? Julio Julio Jones. Jones is there. Yeah, but I think uh, Swift is going to get some yardage, but I just think that Tampa Bay is going to win this game. And the, the Jack, reason is not because Jack is close to Tampa today. So <laughs> Jack Jack had a shot to go to this game, uh, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And he said, and yeah, yeah, I came down with COVID three weeks ago, so still some after effects. So I figured, let me sit it out. Watch it. It's not as appealing a game. I thought it was going to be the Cowboys originally going to Tampa, and I was kind of a little psyched. The way the Eagles have been playing, the burden of proof is on them. If the Eagles show up, they're going to win the game. They're flat out better. Uh, you know, I watched the Carolina game against Tampa Bay last week, and that was even bigger than a playoff game for the Buccaneers because they needed that to win the division. So even if they lose in the first round of the playoffs, they could say they were division winners. Nine nothing. I mean, and, and the Panthers basically had two touchdowns called back. One where the ball was fumbled, leaning over the line. The other, a run, a running play that they scored yeah. on was called Could back because the receiver on the other side of the field was offside. A ludicrous penalty. Then an easy missed field goal. Seventeen points. The Panthers left on the board. They should actually. Yep won that game yeah you know and the, so the buccaneers win nine nothing it looks good on paper baker mayfield didn't look good even jimmy johnson said halftime he'd like to see baker mayfield look a little better because he's playing for a contract for this for that and i'm gonna go halfway on this if the eagles showed up in the form they were maybe earlier this season i know they won some close games if the real eagle team shows up they win going away. I think they're going to win something like 27-11. At some point in the game, like Jim was referring to this, the Eagles are going to kind of get some confidence back. They'll get a touchdown, and things will kind of snowball a little in their favor. And I'm going to pick them to win like around 27-16. to 16. So, so, Jim, Jack's talking for you right now. Jack's not considering that. Jalen Hurts' finger is messed up. He's not going to be able to throw the ball that well. They're going to key on the running. They're going to key on the running game and try to stop Swift from from having a big game. Uh, Goddard. I mean, they're going to be all over Goddard. Also, the only the only thing I the only one that could have a big game here, I think, is Smith. And we'll see if if, if Hurts can even get him the ball deep. I don't know if he can even do that. So and we don't know that. What do you? What do you? Yeah, I'm going with. So, so I'm what do you? With I'm with you. Jack is on his own. Hey. You know how Jack is. He goes his own way. He doesn't listen. Mac, Pax was telling us there's no dissension in the Eagle locker room, that the birds are ready to roll, according to Pax. 
And Pags has the inside <laughs> info. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm sure he does. Pags is in that locker room every day. <laughs> I, I think I think Pags has the only inside he has is with his super fan club there with the, with Captain Jack and Sneaky G. That's where he's got the insight. I don't know about it in the Eagles uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Eagles thing. And and Rick being with Jack is a terrible place to be right now. I, I, I yeah, would Rick. Say. Um, so I, and that's unusual you for avoid, you, Rick. If you can avoid that at any cost, I would do that. Sonia, <laughs> but no, you no, get no, no. Pick in here. Go okay. ahead, Jack. Good, Sonia. We're gonna get your um, pick in here. Yeah, I think uh, Tampa's gonna do it. I know they struggled against Carolina. We were penalized. We left even a third touchdown on the board, Jack. To be honest, because there was a pick that we just didn't even get. Defense just let it go. Um, but I think at that point, Tampa is is not gonna play the same as they're gonna play in this wild card. You're gonna see a different Tampa because they know this is all or nothing at this point. For real, for real. And like you, everyone else is talking about Jalen Hurts' finger being messed up. I know they said they popped it back into place. But at the end of the day, between that and having basically one solid receiver, I know you guys talk about Julio Jones, but I'm not sold on him. He was here in Atlanta. He's been with Tampa Bay. He's he's not the same Julio we saw with those side catches and the turf toe before all that. He's just chasing a ring at this point. I feel like Tampa Bay is going to pull up the upset. Okay, so Sonia's with me and Linda on Tampa Bay. Rick, you were an offensive lineman. Calm down. I I don't know what happened to you. They're supposed to, offensive linemen are supposed to be smart, Rick. That's what I heard about them. Right now, you're acting like like one of the knucklehead cornerbacks. But anyway, uh, no, Rick. You know, I'm just kidding with you. Um, so now we've all heard that Cleveland was the most dangerous team. Nobody wants to face. Nobody wants to face the Rams. Nobody wants to. Who to you, Jim, right now is the most dangerous team that no one wants to play that is left? San Francisco. The 49ers. I'm just being honest. I, I, I think that's a favorite. I think everybody feels they're, they're a dangerous team. I'm talking but if about you a, team want a that dangerous no team other than San Francisco, you would have yeah. to look like uh, I think Baltimore would beat the Texans, but the Texans are a dangerous team. That is very, very opposite of, of what, what you just said there. I, I, I think Texas No, 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 no. I just think I think Baltimore will win, but you never know. The Texas, Ryan has got them playing really well. You got to give the guy I credit. And I'm just I saying. Do. I give him the Coach of the year. Coach of the year. Maybe the MVP yeah. for Stroud. Who knows? Jack, who do you like? Uh, who's. Who's your I mean, name? what do you interpret as dangerous? Because the Kansas City Chiefs going into the playoffs, no one was really expecting them to repeat. They were struggling. They beat the Dolphins yesterday. I could see them going to Buffalo, assuming Buffalo beats Pittsburgh and winning at Buffalo. And guess what? They're in the AFC Championship game for the fifth year in a row. That's scary. They know what it takes. Those guys know what it takes. That is and true. once they've regrouped and they've gotten it together, I mean, I would be nervous playing them. If I'm the Ravens, even <laughs> if I'm at home against Kansas City in the AFC Championship game, Kansas City has mystique. That's something <laughs> that the Ravens don't have. They've been there several times before. They're not going to be phased by the moment. They're not going to be nervous like you guys are saying, oh, Lamar Jackson, can he win the big game? Kansas City knows they can win the big game. Playoff, playoff experience. I agree. That's a very, very scary thing. There's a lot of teams that are in the past 
past, Jim, you know that weren't as good as the other teams talent-wise, but their experience at home winning in the playoffs kind of pushed them over the top. So yes. uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, Jim mentioned, mentions the mental thing, the confidence, and I've brought this up to Jim in the past when he played the two Super Bowls against the Buffalo Bills. Jim won't like me saying this because he was a Bill player late and is friends with those guys. The Bills basically quit in both games. They did. When you have nine turnovers, that's ridiculous in one game. You quit. And then in the second Super Bowl, they lost a couple. They're winning at the half. And they're walking into the locker room like they're down by three touchdowns. Jim Kelly was the only one that had bounced to his step. The rest of the guys just kind of packed it in. And then when Thurman Thomas fumbled the ball, it's as if they knew they were going to lose. Instead of sucking it up and playing hard and saying, no, no, we're not losing this game, guys. The sideline was all discouraged. And that, that's a mental thing. And it's it's just like you're waiting for something bad to happen. Yeah, and that's the and truth. they were waiting the Buffalo gets you, you know, the team you are in Dallas. And that's time. the truth. And with and with us, we were waiting for something good to happen. Yeah, exactly. Even though you were down at the half in that second thirteen six to now, Buffalo, it was calm, no problem. Yeah, yeah. it's an interesting uh, halftime because we thought we were going to get cussed out, and Jimmy comes yeah. in and says, "Okay." Let's go win the game. And that's yeah. all it's And we walked out there and won it. Yeah. So, Sonia, I, I, I let this go on much longer than it should have because I wanted to give you a, a, a opportunity to give me the correct pick here uh, on this last pick you're going to give me here with the Tampa Bay and the Eagles. You know I've got to give you a hard time. So, you know that. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I gave you Tampa Bay. You forgot. And she explained why. Did you give me Tampa? Yes. Oh, I yes, did. you did. See, I'm that's waiting to I'm, talk about the I'm most painting. dangerous team. Oh, yeah, the most dangerous team. Who do you think? Uh, I think it's Baltimore. Um, they haven't lost a game since uh, November 12th, despite having a lot of injuries um, with their running backs, J.K. Dobbins and Keaton Mitchell. Both had gone down with knee injuries. And they've had a banged up O-line um, as a result. But nonetheless... They've still been able to deal with those injuries and still win, especially, um, excuse me, and additionally, I mean, I had to look into this one a little bit. They have the uh, third best uh, defense adjusted value over average, and they're the first team to put up 100% in that ranking. So I feel like Baltimore, when you deal with injuries and you're still able to win games, says a lot. We're January 14th. They haven't lost since November 12th. That's saying a lot. And they're, and so they're, I would think and they're, outside and they're, of Lamar, that's saying something. And their big tight end is back, too, for this game, in case you didn't know. Uh, you know, his favorite, Mark Andrews, is back for Baltimore. Yeah. But, again, Baltimore is a, a dangerous team. We we know how good Baltimore is. They've been good all year. So that's not what I, I meant. I meant if there was a team that was out there that nobody expects to win, who would that oh, be no. then to go to the Super Bowl? Houston, the Texans. I think the Texans, no one expects that. Okay. I think right. what they've done is is a football miracle, to be honest with you. I know people may think that's overthinking it, but that coaching-quarterback combination is is astounding, honestly. Um, so I, I think they I'm could be you. really dangerous. No okay, quarterback Jack. is as big a difference maker as Lamar Jackson. Remember that. He's you know, I don't want to say that he single-handedly won games. Obviously, he hasn't. It's a team game. 
but he's performed some great heroics in the past. I don't, I don't know. I, I think see, you could say the same thing for C.J. Stroud right now, too. I think he's one of the biggest difference makers in, in, for, for, the, uh, for the Texans, too. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a good game. I really do. I think, I think the Texans really have a chance of winning this. Uh, folks, uh, just, just to let you know, before my, before the producer throws something at me, she picked Tampa Bay. So we, we have her pick on record also. So, uh, folks, <laughs> folks, thanks for tuning in. We're going to cut out a little bit earlier than we normally do, about 10 minutes early, uh, nine minutes early. But after I get done thanking everybody, maybe it'll be the normal time. Uh, Keith, sorry you couldn't make it in. Good luck out there in Vegas. I don't know if you're gambling or not or you're there for a meeting, but I get he'll get some gambling anyway. And, Jim, always a pleasure having you on here uh, with your NFL experience and playoff experience, Super Bowl experience. Take us to where no other person could take us on there. Jack, as always, great with the uh, great with the banter and great with the historical facts and teams and what happened, what not. We should have talked about uh, Stadium, Mac. You cut me off. I know I did. I wanted to move it along. Uh, <laughs> Sonia, Sonia, thank you for uh, – I, 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 I think you finally got that last pick right for us. So, you know, I, I think you're, you're getting it and, and we'll, and we'll be, we'll be uh, back. Me and Jack will be back Monday, giving you the first look at the Sunday games and our preview of the Monday night afternoon game uh, coming up. Uh, so we'll be there first uh, 8 a.m. We'll be going on to military broadcast radio. Too, so we'll, we're going to another place there too. So that's exciting for us. Uh, yeah. Sonia, her show is always on. Uh, she has her NESSP at night slot there uh, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Has her own show on Wednesday. Jim is has his show, JB Talking Shop, on Wednesday, too. Wednesday is always a very, very busy uh, uh, day over there for us. So if you want to catch a lot of shows going one right after another, Wednesday night's the best time on our Roku channel. Uh, thanks to NBR Radio. Uh, thanks to Joel Hunt for helping us set that up. Thank you from Rick. Rick, you're always with us. We love having yeah, you. As we, a, we uh, really appreciate you, Rick. Yeah, yeah thank we you, Rick. Really Rick, well, we listen, the Vikings some... were eliminated, so Rick's got time on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. But anyway, so Rick was Rick was behind you the whole show, Jack, and now you're going. No, I mean, the Vi- yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. I mean, you spend no time talking about the Vikings. Next show, give Rick that respect. Talk a little about his Vikings. Okay. That's that. That sounds good, Joel. Thanks for the hot. Uh, again, guys, we'll be back Monday. Got some shows coming up. Got got a couple new shows coming up tonight, uh, this afternoon. The the drive uh, with uh, the NFL genius. Uh, we have the man cave giving us a new show uh, with his son, which that's exciting to me because you know I never saw his son on his show with him. So hey, listen, maybe Jim does something with Jackson eventually. If Jackson, yeah. if Jackson may not. Yeah. Jackson may not want, may not want to be out with Jim. Man. Who can well, Jackson can tell you. My man Jack loves me. Yeah. Right. You see, you see, I can make this go an hour. Folks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, enjoy right. the games today. And if you got a dog in a fight, and even if you don't, I hope the team you pick wins. Have a great day.